Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Yesterday, I began talking to you about the biblical teaching of the rapture. This is a passage that comes out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 speaks of those who are dead in Christ, they shall rise first at the last trump. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. And so we have a picture here of the resurrection of the New Testament saints, those who have died all the way from the New Testament up until now, when this event occurs, that the graves will be opened and the corruptible bodies of the, of the uh, saved will then take on an incorruptible body. The mortal body will then take on immortality. The soul will already be in heaven and they are going to be united with their immortal bodies. So the dead in Christ will rise first, and they're going to meet. They're not going to go all the way to heaven yet, because the Lord is in the air, and the Lord is not yet coming to earth. That's going to happen seven years later at the end of the tribulation period and the beginning of what we call the millennial kingdom. The second coming of the Lord is still yet to occur, but the rapture is the catching up of the saints. So the dead will rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, as the Bible says. Now in Matthew chapter 24, which is known as the Olivet Discourse, as we were discussing this yesterday, the Lord gives us a very interesting mental picture. And I kind of had a rush to the end to get this covered. And I want to kind of start here today and break this down a little bit better and unpack it. And in verse number 40 of Matthew chapter 24, now this whole chapter begins, it's a long discourse. Uh, The disciples, uh, they've just left the temple with the Lord. They've crossed over under the valley and then up onto the Mount of Olives. And you can overlook from that vantage point You can see the temple, you can see all the great part of Jerusalem. Uh, One of the most iconic pictures that you see today of Jerusalem is usually taken from the Mount of Olives. So it's a great perspective to kind of have a a bird's eye view of things. And so the Lord kind of gives them a bird's eye view of future events because they ask him, you know, when will the end of the age be? When when is this going to happen? And so the Lord kind of goes to the discourse of all what's going to happen in eschatology. And he doesn't cover it completely in a chronological way. You know, sometimes he's talking about the millennial kingdom. Sometimes he's talking about the tribulation period. Sometimes then he comes back talking about uh, the, the rapture. And in verse 40 and 41, you see this picture. Then two, then shall two be in the field. One shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be gather, grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Uh, I think it was back in the 90s that uh, Tim LaHaye uh, and another author wrote uh, the Left Behind 
series. If you, if you didn't catch that, if you didn't go through those books, I encourage you to do so. I found most of the theology, most of it to be accurate and correct. There are a few parts that were not, and I'll cover some of that here in a moment. And I think it was uh, <clears throat> painfully wrong in one particular area in which misguides people, but it gives you a, a good idea of how things are going to unfold if you've not gone through those books. It's, it's written from a, a fiction line with, you know, based on what we know of Bible prophecy, except, as I said, one little part. But imagine this. A, you know, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, when the, when the trump shall sound, now, maybe we saved will hear, you know, this noise. I don't know. It's going to happen so fast. We'll be caught up. Every picture you see, every movie, every story I've seen of this laid out in the past, and it does this in the Left Behind series, you know, we just shoot right out of our clothes. I mean, we're gone. I mean, our the what is mortal here, temporal here, earthly will remain. And so can you imagine all around the world a great disappearance of the saints? Now, how is this probably going to be described to the world when this happens? Well, probably it's going to be described, well, finally, the bigots are gone. These are the terrorists. I mean, that's what they're trying to describe us now by some here in these United States. If you're a conservative, a Christian, you're the bigot, you're white supremacist, you are the white privileged, and we got to shut down their speech, and we'll be glad when they're gone. And if there's a great disappearance, I imagine there will not be much of a mourning and bawling and, and covering your head with ashes, and you know it'll be a celebration. Great, these loonies are gone. And we're coming to a stage here where that is, that's becoming the picture here in the United States against evangelical Christians, and so on. And so two will be in the field, one will be taken, and one will be left. Now, the one that's left means that person's not saved. That person's not a believer. That person isn't a child of God. And what's going to be sad is that there'll be many people who are religious, who think they'll be going up in the jump, and they won't be. They will be left behind. And the reason they're going to be left behind is because they didn't enter in at the narrow gate, which leads to life. They entered in a gate of good works, of a gate of I'm a good person, and God's got to be happy with me. He got a bargain when I joined his team, when I joined the Jesus team. I prayed my prayer. I got my you know little ticket for heaven, but there's been no change in and obedience and walk in my life. I've still lived for my flesh. I go to churches that pander to my flesh. They tickle my ears and, oh, it's groovy. It's great. That's the one who's going to be left. They'll be left behind. And they're not a real believer. And you see this, as I said, this was mentioned, this is kind of portrayed in the Left Behind series. And this one man who then becomes a preacher 
you know, he was a Christian. He was a, a preacher, rather, I think he was already a preacher in his church, but he wasn't saved. And the rapture occurs and, and many in his congregation are gone, but he's left behind. Uh, folks, that, that's probably going to be common. That'll be very common. The established church here in the United States, many of these uh, theologians of the high church and the religious departments of, of Yale and, and many of our great hallowed walls of institutions here in the United States, they're busy teaching a jargon of theology, but it's not Bible. And since they've got their degrees behind them, they boast of their intelligence, but they don't know Christ. They're religious, just like the Sadducees and the Pharisees of Jesus' day. He called them vipers. He called them sepulchers of dead man's bones. They're dead. They're religious. They've entered in a gate, yes, but a wide gate that doesn't lead to heaven, but leads to destruction, and they'll be left behind. My friend, is that your group? In verse 42 and verse 44, it says, Watch, therefore, verse 44, be ye also ready. You need to be ready for this event. And if you've not entered in at the right gate, the correct gate, the narrow gate that leads to life, you're going to be left behind. You'll be the one in the field. You think you're the one that's going up in the jump, in the rapture, when the Lord returns. But are you sure? What are you basing that on? Are you truly ready? And I rushed through this yesterday, but I wanted to painfully uh, d- deal with it more today. If you're not saved, you can be religious, or maybe you're out there listening to Christian radio. You're just one of those out there. You're just you're a seeker. You maybe something's happened in your life, and you're now contemplating eternity. You realize that life is is not forever, and you realize your your mortality. Maybe there's been a death in the family, or some tragedy has befallen an area maybe you were just out of an out of a narrow uh, situation there and God has given you mercy and given you life to hear this message and it was there for you to make the decision that you need to make and that's to enter into the narrow gate which leads unto life so if you're not saved get saved humble yourself fall on your knees admit your sin before God and cry out to him to have mercy on your soul you deserve hell you deserve it for the rottenness and the enormity of your crimes against God and yet you wrap yourself in the in the uh, false uh, illusion that everything's okay you're all right you said your prayer but there's been no change in your life, and you know it. Get saved, or you'll be the one in the field that's left behind. Tomorrow, I don't have the time today to get into it there, but it's very clear in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 that those who are left behind, that heard the gospel before but rejected it, for whatever reason, they weren't ready to humble themselves and stuff there, It will be too late for you to make a change after the rapture. The door's closed. Just like the days of Noah, when God called uh, those who, who believed and trusted that judgment was coming, that the only way that they could be saved is to enter into God's ark, God's plan of salvation, and to humble themselves, and to realize that the only way they're going to be saved is through God. 
If they didn't do that at the time that God called them, realize when they got in there, it was God that closed the door. Noah didn't close the door. The sons didn't close the door. God closed it. When that door was closed, there was, there was no one else that could be saved. And so when judgment came, don't you believe they came pounding on that door, knocking on that door? Sure, they did. But there was no opportunity. The opportunity was closed when the door was closed. I'm here to tell you when the Lord uh, calls on Gabriel to blow that trump. On that last trump, the door is closing. There'll be no more opportunity. We'll break that down more in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So if you rejected Christ, had an opportunity to get Christ uh, to get saved at, at this point before the rapture, that opportunity will not be with you on the other side of the rapture. There will be a delusion, a strong delusion, the Bible says, that you'll not be able to. Now, there'll be others who hadn't yet heard the message. And many will get saved in the tribulation period. Don't, don't mistake me on that because many will get saved, but it won't be those who rejected the opportunity when the opportunity was given to them. They will now suffer wrath. And I encourage you, encourage you that it, to get ready. Be ready. Today is the day of salvation. Eternity is only a breath away. I mean, it could be the Lord's coming or it could be some uh, the end of your life. You don't know when that's going to be. You have no guarantee. So to be ready, if you're not saved, get saved today. Become a child of God. Follow God's word. Get in a Bible preaching church and follow the Lord. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.